Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. And I'm Hall's Burkhart. Go men this side. <laughs> what are you sorry for? But uh, two episodes ago, two <laughs> episodes ago, our top five episode, I was a uh, new boot goofing. <laughs> thank you, Sean Hoffman. Yeah, thanks, buddy. You really... That, that episode, I've been telling everybody, was sponsored by Sean and Madison. They sponsored that episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, listen, buddy. We, we're at a very important time of year, right, where every American can go out and make a difference, right? And uh, you might be hearing this and going, damn, dude, how far ahead did y'all record this? Like, voting season's all over. The red trickle happened. <laughs> nah, man. I'm talking about the Game Awards. The Game Awards post, uh, hosted by old Night Stalker Jeff Keeley every year in December. The, the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. <laughs> So we have, uh, I think we're going to go through those. I think we're going to go through those and see. I actually, uh, if if any of our listeners were uh, watching the stream last night, I actually did my voting on stream. Um, but I think we'll go through here and talk about, um, you know, each of the bigger categories, what we think should win. I think we're going to be in agreement for a lot of these. Some of these I think we could get not into a, uh, a debate or a heated debate, but you know, be like, I, I don't know, man, I feel differently. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I bet, I bet you're right though. I bet we do um, land on the same side. We'll bullshit about a little other stuff. We got an email. So, you know, that's, that's so, the idea for, and, and we're going to talk about what our game of the year is. I know it's like, you know, there, by the time this comes out, there's like a month left in the year, but it, this was decided long ago. Yeah. When the spoiler alert, it was decided a long time ago. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, um now a part of that goes to what we've talked about several times on this these uh episodes is that this year was really quiet when you sit and look at the nominations like it looks a little better than you would think of it in your head right like oh that came out this year that's cool things like that but overall a really really slow year yeah i mean one of the slowest years i think i can ever remember Honestly, yeah, and 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 there's definitely been years for me where uh, my personal game of the year was like a tough choice. There were multiple choices, right? Like mm -hmm. we mentioned it, uh, you know, the year 
in 2020 when we got Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, and the Final Fantasy VII remake all within a couple of months of each other. Sheesh. That's a harder call to make, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into this. I'm excited to get into this and see how you would vote. I'll actually... Uh, I'll share my screen, but you're going to see what I voted for. Okay. Cool. Already. Um, That's really cool that you did it on stream. I, uh, I wish I could have made it to that, but Cindy and I were eating dinner and watching some Mad Men. Nice. And uh, by the time we got done, I literally logged into to, to Twitch and checked out your channel. And you were like, all right, guys, I think I'm heading to bed. I got to get up at 5 a.m. And I was like, ah, damn it. Yeah. So I just I ended up leaving. But, um, Speaking of your stream, we had uh, some fun moments on the stream this past weekend, courtesy of the Bad Motivators. And uh... Uh, Yeah. Hey, listen, guys. We get it. We get it. <laughs> Trust me. If you want to know two guys who know how to lean into a bit, listen, man. We get it. We're all very proud of you. You guys know that, right? 300 episodes is quite the accomplishment. All right? Enough with the guilt trip, right? I know. I, 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 I provided so you guys content gold. And I even edited it all together and took out all my coughing and new boot goofing and bitching about God of War and put it in a nice <laughs> little package for you. Do you know how long that takes me to do sitting in my underpants in bed before I go to sleep every night? Jeez. Look, I just want to say, like, I'm kind of a newcomer to this podcast game. You know, I've, I we haven't done a hundred episodes yet here at High Potion, you know, and uh, I just have the utmost respect for you guys who just keep grinding away and and doing them every week. And and congrats to those guys, man. Three hundred episodes—that's seriously it's, it's, it's a it's it's a lot. It is a lot, and that is a testament to. They always try to act like, oh, we don't, nobody listens. Right. Uh, yeah. but, uh, mm-hmm. Well, trust me, if you got a, a, a podcast that you get to 300 episodes, people are listening because unless you are butt fucking crazy, <laughs> if you were getting two listeners on an ep- on a podcast, you'd probably be like, all right, maybe we stop doing this before 300. So, right. Yeah. They, they, they have a little bit more than their. They're poor mouthing themselves a good bit, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, well, trust me, as the king of, uh, what do you call it, self-depreciating humor, I get it. I get it. I respect the game. I respect the bit, as has been stated. Uh, also, speaking of stream, I have, uh, we can do a little bit, let's do a little bit of uh, what have you been playing lately, Steve? I've been okay. juggling three games. Four, if you count Fortnite. I've taken a little bit of Fortnite break since Will's had the baby. Um because he's not around to play every night because he's got real life things to do. Go figure. (laughs) Um, So the three games I'm juggling currently, God of War Ragnarok, obviously, that is going to get its own dedicated episode somewhere down the line. I don't, you know, necessarily want to get into like deep thoughts and, and spoilers and stuff, but I'm enjoying it. It's a worthy follow-up to a game I really liked. So yeah, man, me too. I can't wait to talk about it. Me neither. Uh, Project Triangle Strategy, which I have deeply fallen in love with. Who knew that all it took was me beating an anime titty game and then moving on to my next game on my Steam Deck and I'm hooked (laughs) all over again. And the fact that I can play a little bit of it on my Steam Deck and then come and sit on my PC and load it up on Steam and it downloads my save from the cloud from where I left off on the Steam Deck, sick. Pretty sweet. So sick. That game is real good. 
I watched you stream a tiny little bit of it um, the other night, and it looked really cool to me. Super Final Fantasy Tactics Fire. Yeah. Now, so deal. you know, I was I was when, that day I streamed. I was really early in the game, and like any good JRPG, especially a tactics JRPG, it's real front loaded with story and exposition. Now that I'm at the point where I'm I'm doing battles a little more regularly, I think I might stream it a couple more times. Do it, man! I'd love to watch a little bit more. And uh, and slay the spire. Woo, man! Yeah, I can't tell you how happy that makes me, man. Like seriously, like watching you stream a run for me is if if it's not better than me playing, it's close. You know what I mean? Like I I, I love that game so much, and it's it feels really good to watch you play it. After so after our top five episode, when it was your number five game of all time, I was like, I got to give this thing another shake. It seems like a good stream game because I can talk shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. um, there's a balance, right? Of, uh, that I'm trying to figure out with streaming, where you're you're playing an intense game that you really got to focus on and interacting with the chat and stuff. Um, right. Slay mm -hmm. the Spire is perfect for that because I can new boot goof all day if I want <laughs> in between hands. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You you. There's no time limit to the hands. That's mm -hmm. honestly one of the things that attracted my wife to the game was there's no time limit you can just take all the time you need to mm -hmm. figure out what cards you want to play so you can interact with the chat however you want it's really easy um and uh i mean it's very good i knew it was very good before but before i um only played the ironclad character never mm -hmm. deviated off of that and and now i've picked up the silent really digging it and i'm fascinated by the defect i don't know it's going to be a second before I really, really dive in on that character. It is complicated, bro. It's definitely, it's definitely different, which mm -hmm. is what I love about that game. All, oh, it's like, so cool. The Silent and the Ironclad do kind of play similar to each other, I guess, although the strategies are radically different. Mm -hmm. But the Defect and the Watcher, the way they play, are really interesting and different. And I love that about it. Um friend of the podcast emily lynn she got into it Watched i know you do it so far i've i've uh, through streaming i've sold two games I'm, I'm i think that officially makes me an influencer she bought <laughs> slay the spire and then somebody else in chat bought uh sinran kagura bon appetit my anime titty cooking game nice we, we don't need to talk about what happened when i tried to stream that it was a disaster <laughs> them late night blue harvest streams when you find up find out who up playing with a worm <laughs> fucking weird dude fucking real weird Oh my God! Who up playing with they worm? We did. oh my God! That, did we laugh about that all Holy weekend? God, that was the bit for Friday. Oh, please. And also, I gotta I gotta do one thing. I gotta brag on myself just a little bit because I completed a a side quest in life this last weekend that has been ongoing for two years. I've been working. And it's not, and just like a good uh, uh, JRPG, it, there was a group effort. There was a party effort, three-man party, me, Nick, and Steve. What that side quest was, trying to get Nick a PS5. Oh, man. I'm so happy about this. And, like, this shit went down. The day PS5s were able to be ordered, Steve got his and then had the opportunity to get another and asked Nick, and Nick was like, no, I'll get one eventually. And then ever since that day, Nick has, <laughs> Nick's bit that he has been respecting is, oh, I guess I'll get one when the PlayStation 7 comes out and the scalpers start selling them. 
<laughs> it's so it's so messed up, man. Like me and my wife were both trying to buy one at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we both got one at literally the same time. Mm-hmm. She calls me when I'm on the phone with you. Yeah, bragging about that you just got like, yours. Bro, I just got my PlayStation. I'm like, oh my God, my wife is calling. Let me call you back. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got one. And I'm like, oh, I got one too. And then uh, we tried to tell Nick, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, I got one for you. If you want, eh, yeah, I'll get one later. I mean, we had it in hand, man. Yep. In hand. And we ended up and so, turning it back to the pool. Um, I was like, you know what? I like fancy controllers. I want to go see if that uh, PS5 DualSense God of War Ragnarok controller is in stock. Knowing it probably wouldn't be, right? Those things sell out well before the street date. So I go and look on Amazon, and it says PlayStation 5 God of War Ragnarok Edition. And it says free delivery by whatever date and i was like uh is that in stock so i click on it and it says reserve your chance to buy a ps5 we'll let you know so i was like ah what the fuck i'll do it i doubt i get it uh then last saturday uh i go outside and i get my phone and i go to the amazon app just to see like maybe track an order or something. I always got something coming from those bastards. <laughs> and I have a notification on my app, and it's like your uh, your chance to buy a PS5 expires in 36 minutes. And I was like, wait, what? And sure enough, I could buy one. So then I call Nick, and Nick is like, is it a scam? <laughs> and I was like, buddy, I don't think so. It came from directly in from from di- directly in from the Amazon app. And he was like, oh. Let me ask Tia. Tia, do we want a PS5? And I hear her go, is it a scam? And I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, they're made for each other. What a beautiful couple. And then, uh, yeah, so, and because it was from Amazon, because like he he was telling both you and I, hey man, if you guys are just out and you see a PlayStation 5, buy it and I'll drive down there and get it. But in this case, neither one of us had to drive anywhere. I just had it shipped straight to his house. Man. So finally completed man way to go man i mean i think i you know uh on reddit this week i've noticed a lot of people posting pics of their game stops locally having like a bunch well I, I, I feel like i feel like it might have finally tipped well i have a theory i have a couple theories um i know like maybe a month or so ago one of the ign headlines is it's about to get uh it's about to get a lot easier to find a playstation 5 mm-hmm. i didn't even click on it because i was like yeah right right um and then I honestly wonder if they did hold some consoles back for this very reason to to bundle with God of War, you know, mm, makes in the sense. Holi- leading up to the holiday season. It makes a whole lot of sense. That actually makes a ton of sense, dude, because. Oh, and Billy, you know, Billy that that stays up playing, uh, stays up late playing with his worm on stream <laughs> with us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got a PlayStation five this week. I've seen a lot of people yeah. have some ex- success the the last couple of weeks. I'm happy about it, man. It's a fantastic console. It is. Really fantastic. I've been, because I've been running mine through the capture card in my PC. It's been standing upright on my computer desk. I gotta say, that motherfucker looks pretty good standing up, too. Oh, that's how I run it, standing up. Oh, see, I, I had mine that way. I had mine sitting flat. Right. 
Yeah, no, I run the Xbox flat, but uh, the PlayStation stands up. <clears> How <throat> you like going, uh, bro? Spartan. Yeah, it looks like the monolith from 2001. Yeah, dude. <laughs> See a bunch of proto-apes worshipping this shit. <laughs> if you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, okay. So I think we should get this out of the way first, right? Our, our game of the year is Elden Ring. Yeah, dude, 100%. Look, I haven't finished God of War. I, I, I think estimating, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm about 60 to 65% of the way through it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. But there's no question at all that my game of the year is Elden Ring. Now, you know me. That's no surprise. When it, Of course, I'm picking Elden Ring right. from, from Boy. But like for you to pick Elden Ring means a little bit more because you're not quite as much of a fanboy as me. So why don't but, you buddy, like, There's a few reasons I feel it's deserved, not just from the perspective of it's legitimately the, the best game I feel I played this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it needs to be recognized for a few different reasons, right? Um, it was the tipping point of from hype in the mainstream. Right. I feel like from games were niche, a popular niche, not meaning Mm -hmm. they didn't have a lot of fans or sell a lot of copies. Of course they did. And they always got, you know, critical acclaim and things. But to me, Elden Ring is when the dam broke and the fucking cursed poison water spilled (laughs) over the mainstream and everybody got debuffed with a love of Elden Ring or buffed, you know, Um, it's debuff in this case. That's absolutely correct. And like not for nothing i have the amount of people i've talked to who have either never played a from game or much like me before 2020 had never been able to really get in they tried them but couldn't get into them and people that like got every achievement in elden Mm -hmm. ring you know what i mean put a lot of time into it is astounding right yeah yeah they miyazaki said before he released the game he said i think that we're going to get more people to finish this game than any of our other games. And he was correct. I think. Yeah. Aspect. Like the amount of cultural impact it had that not just, you know, for, um, uh, it's release window, like the first month of release, the fact that it's still rolling, you're still seeing articles about, a uh, man who played 130 hours of Elden Ring encounters uh, a new line of dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
the uh, Let Me Solo Her, which is one of the the best internet moments in internet history mm-hmm. related to a video game. The whole saga of Let Me Solo Her. Now you're getting the fucking buffoons that are using like dance pads and fucking guitar <laughs> hero controllers to beat Elden Ring and shit. You know, like. <laughs> yep. Uh, and. In a weird way, right, Elden Ring reminds me of CD Projekt Red, right? Because pre The Witcher 3, CD Projekt Red's output were very linear, hard RPGs. Witcher 1, Witcher 2, both difficult. Witcher 1 is difficult because it's kind of (laughs) shitty. Witcher 2 is is a lot better. It's just really hard, I felt. (laughs) And then... With the with then you know with The Witcher Three they bring it into the open world, uh, they clearly crank up the production value a little bit, and it becomes sort of their masterpiece so far, right? Um, Elden Ring did a lot of those same things. It took now they I wouldn't say you call Souls games linear. You can definitely choose your own path, but they're not open world either. Right? right. I would say the closest they ever got. And I was thinking about this earlier today. The closest they got weirdly was the first dark souls. Um, that, right. that game has the closest to like an open world feel mm-hmm. than any other game they've done. But, but you're right. Like Elden ring is the one that truly feels like it's embraced the open world concept. And, right? and just like the mat, like, the the marriage of figure it out on your own with open world that they did because that's a big thing with from mm-hmm. games right figure it out on your own you don't go into a from game and open a map and there's a million fucking waypoints of shit to do right, right? like right. they want you to explore buddy that can be tedious and that can be not executed well right i've seen it before in other games in elden ring the exploration and like just I've never, I don't know that I've enjoyed exploring an open world map more than I did Elden Ring. Certainly not me. I, I'm you know a thousand I mean? percent agreement with you. Like just, my, my, my favorite memories are that first couple of weeks when mm-hmm. we would just get together in our party and we would all just be playing the game disparately or separately mm-hmm. and just doing our own thing. But and like, being like, hey, have you guys found this? Wait, what were you talking about? And then like trying to got like we were literally pulling out a map at a tavern in D and D and being like, well, you got to go up the river yep. and then to the right, there's going to be this log. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah, like I remember that you were trying to find the village of Albanorix, yes. for example, and you and I was like, okay, you need to go to this poison swamp and you're going to want to look for all these dead people hanging upside down like they're crucified. And you're like, oh, there it is. Yep. <laughs> it and dude, awesome. like the the first time. I broke something to you and Nick and Jeff, the from heads where I was like, Hey, have you guys done such and such? And there was a slight silence in the discord <laughs> server. And you know, those what W W U T memes. Yep. <laughs> Steve goes, what? And I was like, yeah, it's this dungeon, blah, blah, blah. I can't even remember where it was. Cause there's so damn many of them. And then like, okay. So you have, you know, a goal, you, but the amount of fucking off I could do in Elden Ring and still feel like I accomplished something. Like, there's been many a time, and I, I'm not going to sit here and list list games to shit on them, but in an open world game where I would play, you know, three or four hours in a sitting and be like, I didn't do anything. I just wandered. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. 
Yeah, same. Tried to climb mountains or whatever, right? Just gathered herbs or some shit. Yeah, yeah. whatever it may be. Like, each little accomplishment in Elden Ring feels like a puzzle piece that leads to your next big victory against some super hard opponent. And then, not to keep fucking jerking off Elden Ring, the fact that the dungeons were any other game's entire design, right? Mm -hmm. Like that first castle you go to and fight Margit, right? You're talking about the legacy dungeons. The legacy dungeons, yes, yes. The legacy dungeons have as much content in them as a lot of other games. You're right. Like, I remember doing Stormvale, where Godric is the boss of, and I remember saying, dude, Stormvale Castle is bigger than Demon Souls. Yeah. Like, the entire game of yeah. Demon Souls. <laughs> and I think I'm right. I think like, you I are, too. Right. The fucking capital. You oh, my I mean? God. Landell Capital is one of the biggest... If they want to call that a dungeon, that's hilarious. Landale but... Capital is Dragon Age 2. It's huge, yeah. And there's so you know much... what I mean? Like, there's so, and there's like sewers and basements and attics and portals and all this crazy shit. Elden Ring's our game of the year. I'm sorry. Look, and also, one more thing there's so many different ways to play it. Yes. Like, so many different ways. Okay, in our group of me, you, Jeff, uh, Will, who didn't get super far into it, but he's still playing it, and me, and then our friends, Eric and Luke, and so on and so forth, that were all playing it at the same time, none of us played the same character. Every right. single one of us had a different build and a different approach to the game. Mm-hmm. Different main weapon. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a game that is almost infinitely replayable. Um, you can just, once you unlock the respec, I mean, you can really just go try so many different things. Oh, so, like, the only reason I haven't replayed Elden Ring is because I wanted to play other games this year, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, But whenever the eventual DLC comes out, I'm rolling a new character, and I'm starting fresh. I'm going Samurai this time. We get our books tomorrow, too, by the way, when we're, as we're recording this, our first book comes in tomorrow. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not fucking kidding you. You're getting it tomorrow. Holy shit. I think you might be right because I got a I got a UPS notice that was like a package is coming in from Amazon. And yep. then so I went and looked at my orders and I was like, no, I don't. But I didn't see it because it's so far back. I'm getting my <laughs> Elden Ring book tomorrow. I'm going to open that up on stream. Why? I don't know. Hell yeah, man. No, I'm really stoked for you to see it. And me, I'm stoked for me to see it. Um, <laughs> but like let's talk about these other games briefly okay um, so that, that yeah up for game of the year yeah, let, we'll use this to um transition into our discussion about the game awards right so the game awards they come out hot when you vote and they want you to vote on game of the year immediately game of the year recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields okay and these are the six nominees. A Plague Tale Requiem. Haven't played it. Haven't played the first one. Would like to play the first one before I play the second one. Mm-hmm. Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West. Stray. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Honestly, like, not a bad list. No. Like, seriously. Like, it, we, we bitched about this year, but... These are six pretty decent games, I think. At least, um, I haven't played a good bit of them, but the reviews on all of them have been good, right? Like, A Plague Tale, I've played the first one, 
um, a good bit. And while it's not really my bag, I think it tells like a pretty incredible story. Right. And the way it's presented is really good too. Um, definitely worth a check if you're on Game Pass. Uh, you're looking for something atmospheric, mm-hmm. you know, kind of puzzly. Pretty cool game. Um, so I have played Elden Ring, God of War, and Stray. So I've played three of the six. Uh, I haven't played any of the others. I haven't played because I'm like, oh, fuck that game. It's just more that like time, right? Like I can't right. wait to play Horizon Forbidden West one day. At some point, like that's the thing. I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, and at some point I need to do that. You know, I, I know those games are awesome and people love them and they look incredible. Like mm-hmm. the graphics, honestly, in those games are well, just amazing to look at. They, spe- they do a good job with the open world too. I feel like I do feel like, um, but they're probably a little bit more traditional open world, right? Maybe a little more in the vein of an Assassin's Creed where you've got like your yes. stuff on the map. Yes. That's what I was going to say is there's definitely a lot. There's a little bloat going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Stray really good. I remember us talking when we did the uh, Shredder's Revenge episode about how it was going to be the indie darling. That was your that was your pick. My pick was Sifu. Yeah, and, and Stray ended up being the one. Yep. Yeah. Really good game. Yeah, I, that's one that I've only seen a little bit of. I've not played it myself. I have it on my PlayStation, but haven't played it. Um. So yeah, I I think it's a solid list for game of the year. Like they, they like I said, when you go through these, you're, you're like, okay, yeah, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all totally dead this year, right? And obviously, we'll have a lot to say about God of War Ragnarok, right? Which, which, by the way, I'll go ahead and say is freaking excellent. Oh, like, it is absolutely would be game of the year any other year, probably. I think so too. So. Um, Best Game Direction, awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. Uh, I, I voted Elden Ring. That's what I would vote for as well, dude. Honestly, like, Immortality, I played a little bit of it, and it is really interesting, like, the way that game is presented, but it's almost not even a video game. It's... It, it's a game that I feel like could have even been on like the Sega CD, if that makes any sense. It's like, definitely like, a throwback to that style of game. Right, right. Now I think that it, the way they do it is much better than like fucking Night Trap or Sewer Shark or whatever. But um, I just think the way From iterated on the open world and kind of pushed that outward, uh, all while doing it without fucking microtransactions and any of that other nonsense you see. Um, I love that about it. And now, granted, all the rest of these games are the same thing. They didn't push microtransactions, at least as far as I know, in any of these or um, anything like that, right? Yeah, no, not that I can think of. Yeah, so it's good to see these, at least four of them are like, if they're all I guess you could all call them all single player games. Immortality doesn't have multiplayer, but it is probably better played with like a couple of people yeah. help figure out stuff. And but. Elden Ring like has multiplayer, but it's far from the, the focus. It's definitely not your traditional multiplayer either. No, no. <laughs> um and, and to me, 
creative vision, innovation, and game direction and design. That kind of sums up Elden Ring to me. Has insane creative vision. Mm -hmm. uh, innovation in game direction and design. I think, like, this is the thing. I, I don't feel like Elden Ring is like this super original take on open worlds. I think you can look at previous open worlds that were really good. Mm -hmm. Breath of the Wild, and yeah. see their influence Skyrim. on Elden Ring mm -hmm. and Skyrim, absolutely. But what Elden Ring did was like take those concepts and put the from spice in there, and that's exactly. a potent ass spice. It's like the most powerful spice, yeah, in video games. I completely agree with you. You're absolutely right. It's like something I would have fantasized about early on. Like, oh my god, what would happen if From did something like Skyrim? You know what I mean? Like that would have been me in 2015 and now I get to do it and it's incredible, you know. Now, this may be one where we butt heads on my choice. Best narrative <laughs> for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West and Immortality. We'll be saying the name of these games a lot. I voted right. God of War. <laughs> I can totally see this. Now, look, I love the narrative in Elden Ring. Um, but in typical from fashion, the narrative is is nebulous, right? Like it's in the it's, background. It's 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 there. It's present in everything you see, mm -hmm. in every item description you read, in every enemy you fight. It's there. Like it's all baked in. That's what I love about from. Now games. listen, it's just there. You ready but, for a, a hall style analogy? Let's go. From games are the tool of video games. No, I, you can listen to Tool. I'm in on this. 100%. You can listen to Tool and be like, that's a good song. Bit long, but I can see why that song's good, right? <laughs> you can really get into Tool, right, and start listening to them a lot, and then you're like, oh, I want to do some digging, and that shit goes deep, right? You could play Elden Ring start to finish and not have any idea what just happened in the story. <laughs> I kind of right. didn't. But you're when right. you're ready to jump in and start mm -hmm. digging, holy shit does it go deep, and is it fascinating. The presentation to that is its own thing, right? Mm -hmm. I honestly don't even think Elden Ring should be in a traditional narrative. Like, to me, for a, a traditional narrative award, to me, the innovation and in game design and direction, the narrative is baked into that award. Like, mm -hmm. Elden Ring's take on narrative is baked into that award. God of War, however, made me legitimately cry 20 minutes in <laughs> and didn't stop for Man. another 20 minutes like it has an emotional ass story and it's it, the performances are really good they are and uh, i've just gotten through a part in it with um well I, I won't even say i just got through a part that i thought narratively was incredible in fact after getting through a part where i was like oh man this kind of sucks which was the first time I said that playing this game. It was just one section. Won't go any further than that. But the part after it was so good narratively, I forgot all about it. I was just like, this is fucking awesome. Like, nice. I can't wait to talk to you about it. It's great. So you would probably vote in Elden Ring here, though, right? <sighs> Man, you know, probably, but only because I'm... Like this, would, like I said, if this, I, I, this, I, if this was music awards and Tool was up for any of these nominations, I'd be like Tool, Tool, right. Tool, you know. It's just that I know what to look for in their games. That's why, like, you, I'm you are versed in in Miyazaki weirdness and exactly. weird ra narrative, right? So you, yeah, 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 that's something I still haven't gotten 
the grips with yet. Like I'm still working on it because I've only played two of their games. Yep. I want to also give a shout out here to Immortality because I think that um, in terms of a narrative like vision, that game really succeeds and does it in a way that not a lot of things have done. So props to them as well. Uh, Best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Scorn, and Stray. I voted Elden Ring. Yeah, no question. Elden Ring here for me. Like, listen, From Games have a look, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they have a look. It's clear that they have a vibe, a fucked up, disturbing (laughs) vibe that they go for. But, like, playing Elden Ring doesn't feel or look like you're playing a giant dark souls it feels like its own thing it does not feel demon souls doesn't feel like elden ring the Mm -hmm. little bit of dark souls i've played doesn't necessarily feel like demon souls or elden ring right like it's very being it's it's similar but it's different in a weird way to where like it's got its own unique feeling and like the different biomes in elden ring like the fact that you know caled Fuck me, man. Get me the <laughs> hell out of there. Yeah, you man. Know? Like, Caleb. coming up on a giant sleeping dragon and, and just yeah, the enemy I designs. Loved, I loved the opening area. Limgrave was great. Lyernia of the mm-hmm. Lakes was fantastic. Mount Gelmir was great. I mean, in such a big game, there's I found a couple of the environments to be maybe a little bland, but with as many different things as they were going for in that game i can live with that you know the no catacombs on whole were very samey right you same know? thing with like the consecrated snowfields yeah uh, mountaintop of the giants like there was fun stuff in all of that but you know just graphically compared to the Halic rest of the game tree. holy shit oh my god yeah. what a nightmare <laughs> so i voted uh god of war it has you know really good art direction very similar to the first one i haven't played horizon scorn I don't know. I haven't played. That. I I can see why it got nominated. It's got that whole fucked up. Guy I like Scorn. Theory. I've I've played enough of it to pass judgment. I played it for at least a few hours, and it's not that long of a game. But the graphic style is very cool, but um, a little shallow. Maybe and also like uh, maybe a little too derivative of Giger. You know what I mean? I like, gotcha. I don't know. Not it, enough original spin on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then we get best score in music for outstanding music, inclusion of score, original song, or licensed soundtrack. I voted God of War out of A Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War, Metal Hellslinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I bet you that Xen- I bet you Xenoblade Chronicles 3 soundtrack slaps, though. Yeah, we haven't heard that one. Uh, I bet it slaps, <laughs> though. I bet you it is Japanese anime as fuck. See, I would vote Metal Hellslinger here just because... Um... You know, just to throw those bands that were on that soundtrack. I haven't played that one yet, so. Yeah, I just know the band, like a lot of the bands that are on the, not that I know them, but I'm aware of a lot of the bands that are on that soundtrack, and they're cool bands, so. But God of War has excellent score and music, so you're you're not wrong here. I would definitely take them over Elden Ring in this regard. Um, Normally, from games don't even have music, unless you're fighting bosses, but in Elden Ring, they started experimenting with a little bit of music during the regular game. And I loved it, but it's just kind of more ambient, you know. Whereas God of War was mm-hmm. a little more a little more pushed forward and 
more integral to what's going on. In if front I of considered uh, that opening of Elden Ring, oh as, my god, uh, as part of that, it would have won. That's why not, for the next one, about, we're not talking about best opening oh. theme now. No, <laughs> if we were talking about now, when we move on to best audio design, Elden Ring got that one, baby. Nice, between nice. Call well, of Duty, Modern Warfare Two, Elden Ring, God of War, Gran Turismo, and Horizon Forbidden West. I know you're not voting Call of Duty anything, nah. so. <laughs> yeah, as far as like best audio design, yeah, I'd probably go Elden Ring in terms of like not knowing much about the other uh, uh, categories and you know, nothing wrong with with God of War. In fact, God of War it's not far removed from the first game where like, you know, when you throw that axe and you catch it and you feel it in the controller and the the sound of, is just the chunk is really great. Mm -hmm. Like God of War has some pretty good audio design. It does. I mean, I, I feel bad for them. This is, and I hate to go off on a, a small digression, but like, do you remember when when it came down to Red Dead Redemption Two and God of War that year, mm -hmm. and everybody thought it was going to be Red Dead Redemption's year, and God of War ended up winning. So I don't feel too bad because I feel like they're going to get just edged out in a lot of these by Elden Ring. I think they've got some wins coming their way, though. And, uh, like, this is the other thing. Like, had God of War released earlier in the year and we had this many months to be stoked on it, it you know, right. it would be a closer race. But, like, Elden Ring was, like, a once. Like, there are games you play and you feel bummed when you finish them, and I felt bummed finishing Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen all the time. No, it doesn't. Not for me. I'm kind of happy to be done with games usually and, and move on to something else. But yeah, I felt the same way with Elden Ring. Uh, best performance. This is awarded to an individual for voice acting, motion, and or performance capture. Ashley Birch for Horizon. Uh, Charlotte McBurney for A Plague Tale. Christopher Judge for God of War. Manon Gage for Immortality. And Sonny Soljic for God of War. I voted Christopher Judge. Does Sonny Soljic play Atreus? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, good vote uh, here. I think I would have gone with Christopher Judge as well. Um, small nod to the lady at Immortality. She had to actually do the acting performance as well as the other stuff. All right, so there's Game for Impact for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. I only played some of Citizen Sleeper. That's why I jumped. Uh, I voted for it. I didn't play a memoir blue as Dust Falls, Endling, Hindsight, or I was a teenage exocolonist, but I'm interested in that last one. I have not played any of these yeah. or yeah, know anything about them, really. Best Ongoing, awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. This one was tough for me. I was going to say, this had to be between Final Fantasy and Fortnite. Absolutely. And and the, you went Final Fantasy, I see. I did, just because, like, as much as I'm into Fortnite, I could always be talked into playing Final Fantasy fourteen. The The glow will wear off of Fortnite eventually. I was going to say, like, if if you had to desert island final fantasy 14 or Fortnite, which would you pick final fantasy 14 exactly no hesitation right yeah um best yeah. indie cult of the oh. lamb haven't played that uh neon white sifu stray and tunic i voted stray it was this is a solid list it actually. is i've played every one of these but neon white no uh, i haven't played cult of the lamb yet either 
Um, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic were all good. I liked Stray better. It's a cat game. I had to throw the cat game up. Sifu, baby, yeah, all yeah. the way for me. Yeah, I, think I love Sifu. This is Sifu, honestly, could be my number two game of the year. I um, mean, we'll see. Best mobile game, I voted for Marvel Snap just because I know friends that play it. Uh, best community support, I voted Final Fantasy XIV. It's the same, it's the same list as before, right. except No Man's Sky is on the list. Let me shout out the dudes at Destiny 2 who are still just slaving away in the on the forums and oh, the community. Guys, oh, guess where Zur is this weekend? <laughs> You'll never guess. Um, innovation and accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that's pushing medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. I voted The Last of Us Part 1. Yeah, um, good one. I think God of War could have been here, too. As, mm -hmm. I think Sony has really jumped They're on that accessibility bandwagon. Yeah. yeah, they are really good. And, and Naughty Dog in particular, too. So that was a good vote. Um, best action game, Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. I voted Ninja Turtles just because for two weekends, we had a lot of fun with that shit. That was a fun game. Mm -hmm. I'm still voting Sifu here. I figured. I figured. <laughs> Makes a lot I of sense. I love Sifu, man. I love that game. Best action adventure, um, A Plague Tale, God of War, Her Horizon, Stray, or Tunic. I went with Stray. Just to mix it up, I, like right. I said, I got to throw the cat game a couple of, couple of uh, temptations. That's fair. Look, I'm going God of War here. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, best role playing. Oh. A category <laughs> close to my heart, and a category that had I not broken through the barrier of From games and played Demon Souls and Elden Ring, would uh, Triangle Strategy would be getting my vote. But it's yeah. Elden Ring, Live Alive or Live a Live. Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Square Enix. You're about to get hit over the head twice on this. I mean, damn, they let the armored titan loose in the in mm -hmm. the city. You know what I mean? Yep. With this one. This yep. is this is an ugly one here. Nobody stands a chance. Bloodbath. <laughs> uh best fighting. Yes. Oh, this is a weird one to me. Okay, it, I saw this on Reddit the other this day. This is weird. That Sifu was in the list for best fighting game, along with DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle, King of Fighters. Um, what what is that one? 15. Oz Fifteen. <laughs> Thank you. And Multiverses. And Sifu is not your traditional fighting game. But I voted for it because I haven't played any of these other ones. <laughs> I'm yeah, and I'm all for Sifu getting as much love as possible. And so. where the fuck was uh 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 what was the one uh the PlayStation Five one? Guilty Gear, I think that was last year. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, Damn. and it won. It won. That should have been a blur. <laughs> uh, best Family Game. There was a Star Wars game nominated, so it got my vote. Kirby and yep. the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, Mario and Rabbids, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. I have a feeling like Splatoon 3 is going to win that. People love some Splatoon. Best Sim and Strategy. Didn't play any of these. Dune Spice Wars got my vote because space i don't know uh, i would have voted for total war warhammer 3 but that's just me i should i haven't played any of these either yeah um best sports racing i voted uh nba 2k 23 because of body uh, diva Lottie. i was gonna say why didn't you go with fifa but that makes more Lottie. sense to me so f1 yeah, 22 fifa 23 nba 2k 23 gran turismo 7 and Ali Ali world man i love fifa uh, best multiplayer. This one I went with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge for the exact reasons we talked about. Uh, 
it's probably not going to win. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, and Splatoon 3. Yo, I'm with you on this one. Yeah. This this one, I'm, I'm all with you. Now we get into stuff that, like, I don't know. Content Creator of the Year, I voted for The Lady. <laughs> Best Debut Indie, I voted Stray. Uh, Vampire Survivors Ooh. is going to win that. That vamp, Vampire Survivors, people love that game. Yeah, it's going to win is, that. It's on Game Pass now, and I've downloaded it. Uh, and maybe in closing, I actually want to talk about a couple of Game Pass games I downloaded, but that's okay. one of them, so let's go. Um, best adaptation, so this is like animated or live-action adaptation of video game properties. Arcane got my vote because mm -hmm. I didn't know that shit was League of Legends until like three episodes in, and I was hooked. Um, I haven't seen any of these. I've heard really good things about the cyberpunk um but Wait, arcane you... i no, i've seen i'm oh, sorry okay. I've, I've, I've seen arcane i haven't seen any of the other ones i'm mm -hmm. sorry but uh arcane was fantastic i loved it fantastic definitely recommend it. and i don't know shit about league of legends but i i have also heard that that cyberpunk edge runners is very good as well yeah so. i need to watch that um i haven't watched the cuphead show i thought sonic the hedgehog 2 was good and i have no interest in the spider-man mm -hmm. uncharted movie no uh most anticipated game Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Final Fantasy 16 got my vote. Yeah, that's totally not a surprise here. Um, of these five, I think I would personally go with Resident Evil 4. Yeah, but it's a remake. You know what I, I mean? Know, yeah. I know. I, I, am I am really looking forward to Final Fantasy 16. That would be my number two. And then Starfield, number three. Mm-hmm. The other two games on here are Hogwarts Legacy and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which honestly probably is going to win because people love them some Breath of the Wild. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I think it's funny that uh, the second part of the Final Fantasy VII remake isn't here. And I think it's for two reasons. One, they didn't want to have two Final Fantasy games. Right. They didn't. In this category. And two, they're like, that's probably not coming out in winter 2023, no matter what they say. So Yeah. That's going to be 2024. We're almost assuredly best esports game this is where i just went through and started picking shit so i picked <laughs> yep. valorant yeah go uh, on best esport athlete don't know any of these guys <laughs> best esports team don't know any of these guys best esports coach don't know any of these guys best esports event i voted evo evo that's the fighting nice. game one the fighting game one yeah there you go perfect that wraps up my votes in those 31 categories good shit man nice and we did that fairly quickly when you said there was like 30 something i was like oh, i don't know if we're gonna get through those but no well i mean there's some that like i just I just mean, burn through yeah i mean how many times can we talk about Elden ring and god of war you know what i mean right yeah i know god like geez you just kept seeing the same names it's it was a thin year a really thin year um let's let's hit this email real quick this is from our buddy jonathan uh, did either of you gents watch the show Blind Spot when it was on NPC? It starred Jamie King, Lady Sif from the Thor movies, and The Last of Us darling Ashley Johnson. It was the show that featured Jamie King as Jane Doe, who was found stuffed into a duffel bag in the middle of Times Square, t covered in tattoos. The tattoos led to a clues about a conspiracy, yada yada. No, I have not seen those. Ashley Johnson was an FBI analyst tech guru who aids the field office in the investigation and puzzle solving of the clues in Jane's tattoos. The way the mystery unravels in the show is a little like Lost in that we find out more and more each episode and what the deeper mystery is behind all the tattoo clues. 
I just, just listened to the most recent episode of the show talking about The Last of Us Part 1 praising Ashley Johnson for her performance in the game. A moment that I remember the moment that I was watching the show during its broadcast run and heading to IMDb to find out where I recognized the actress by either voice or appearance and was pleasantly surprised to see that she was the voice of Ellie in The Last of Us. So if you need an Nancy, uh, uh, need a Ashley Johnson or Lady Sif fix in your life, check out Blindspot. Stay elevated, friends. Jonathan. Huh. Nice. Uh, buddy, I, I had no idea that she did live action stuff. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of her work on The Last of Us for sure. Um, I uh, I got back in touch with our friend Rob. Um, oh this, hell yeah! Yeah, he had a different number. Apparently, I'd been texting his kid for a while, and I'm sure the son was like, "Hey, Dad, who the hell is this old guy who keeps texting me?" <laughs> <laughs> well, how's he doing? He's good, but as far as The Last of Us goes, um. I want to read a text he sent me. Oh, man. Um, hey, man, sorry I'm late on the episodes, but I got to tell you something about The Last of Us. My daughter, who's 15, and I just got done playing both games. Heartbreaking. Anyway, the point I want to make is about Joel killing the fireflies. I'm with Joel 100%. Raven understood his daughter, why he did what he did, but thought it was wrong. My take is that the value of a life is infinite, so the combined value of a million lives is not worth more than one. Joel knows a thing or two about trading humanity for survival. Not a fair trade. Caring for Ellie was probably the most human thing he had done in years. I wouldn't have given up either. And I was like, man, I love that that game led to a really cool moment with him and his daughter. Dude, you know, where they like, were able to have like a, a real meaningful discussion about yeah, it. Yeah, that is crazy deep and awesome from our buddy Rob. Man, Rob's a good dude. Yeah, he, you yeah. talk about someone that would make me laugh, dude. Oh, tummy yeah. hurt and laugh. I hope one day he'll be able to to join us on a Friday stream. That would be uh, oh. be a nice time, dude. Uh, maybe when the new Street Fighter comes out. Oh my God, yes. Or if he just wants new boot goof on some anniversary collection on PlayStation, yeah. that'd be True. fun. Um, <laughs> man, this one time, so Steve and I were briefly in a Lady Gaga. Uh, tribute band we've talked about it before and you know like so I'm, pr I'm practicing all these Lady Gaga songs on bass and I'm throwing in some other stuff in there just to keep it interesting like not stuff we were going to be playing but like Beat It by Michael Jackson and like I had just started noodling around on For Whom the Bell Tolls and so this one weekend Rob comes into town and he's like we should uh, Steve's like you should come up to the practice space and hang out with me and Rob we're just going to jam a little bit so Rob's drumming Steve's playing guitar. They're playing For Whom the Bell Tolls, and I start trying to play it on bass, and Rob is laughing at me so <laughs> hard, and it's making me laugh so hard. It was so fun. It was one of my favorite memories. He's like, you're going so slow. God, kid's got a great smile too, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, he does. Love you, Rob. Uh, so... Uh, you said you wanted to talk about uh, as we wrap things up for this oh, week. Well, Couple actually, first, first, I have a Cindy question, and this is oh, this, is, this yeah. is an interesting one. So we have been watching this cheesy ass show on Netflix called Drink Masters, which is about these prospective bartenders like trying to fucking get through a reality show about where they have to mix drinks. 
And uh, one of them got eliminated the other night. And as he's walking off, he just looked back and he, he looked at the group and he was like, send it. And it was really cheesy and silly. And we're, she was like, OK, so if there's a reality show about video games that we were on and we got booted off somehow, which probably wouldn't happen. But if we got booted off and we had to drop like a video game line on our way out the door. Mm-hmm. Would you have a good one? Oh shit! Oh my god! I just opened up my email, and who followed me on Twitch? But Alabama Fuzz. Oh shit! Did we? Not, did we? Did you tell him to follow me, or did we just manifest that shit through the power of friendship? That's called Steve timing, right there. That is Steve timing. I just got the goosebumps. <laughs> holy shit the real like i tell you at the end of the streams or the end of the podcast things get wacky um a good video game line hmm shit man i wish i had some time to prepare for this let's think about this and talk about it the next time because yeah is kind of a good one so so yeah and i don't want to waste a good one like you know what i mean by just coming up with some like making it a bit Really? Yeah, I'll re- I'll remind you at the beginning. Do you of a- you have one because you've been thinking about it. Oh, you no, don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I she just came to, up with this. I was trying to think of uh, star or Street Fighter victory phrases. You know what I mean? But I, I, none of them are popping into my mind yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll need to get on our video game quote Google. What am uh, I going to have to do? Go, go. Someone set us up the bomb. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we want to take this back to 1998 memes, huh? <laughs> All your base are belong to us. I'd also love to see a reality show about video games. Uh, I don't know, like people playing video games. Could be sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, most reality TV oh, is already shit. Did you sad. see that the creator of uh, John Wick is doing a Streets of Rage movie, by the way? Nice. Hope there's a kid on rollerblades. Bruh. Oh, it's going to be bad. I just know it. <laughs> I know we may be in this renaissance of good video game adaptations and shit, but mm, some tells me. Yeah. Maybe I don't they'll, know. Cla- maybe they'll uh, uh, cast Jean Claude Van Damme in it. That'd be cool. Man, if he's in anything, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> if he's in anything, anything, anything. at all. <laughs> yeah, just it doesn't matter. He's in a Denny's having a good time. Good on you, JCVD. Getting a grand slam. Uh, all right. So what? Um, what was your uh, GameCast pass? Oh yeah. So I, there's a bunch of stuff that just came out on it. Like mm-hmm. um, Somerville just dropped. Um, Penitent looks cool. Pen, Pentiment. Yes. Pentiment. That, whatever. That, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure either. I think. I think it's Pentiment. Um, also. Rob mentioned a game called Signalis. Signalis. Mm-hmm. He said that of all of all the games that try to get that retro aesthetic, they're the only ones who really get it. I downloaded. So I download. Yeah, I've already got that one downloaded. It. I have. I downloaded like four games the other night, including yeah, Gunfire Reborn. I do that sometimes where I go and download a bunch of games. I'm like, ooh, I'm set up, and then they just right. sit on my fucking hard drive <laughs> or my expansion drive, just chilling. Like, hey man, I thought we were gonna hang out. Well, yeah, as I just start up another Slay the Spire run. <laughs> sorry, I got to go lay in bed and stare at the ceiling for hours. <laughs> got things to do, my dudes. Right. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, I, it's a good time on Game Pass right now. 
get out there and download some games. Yeah, man. Ugh. Xbox really, yeah, I, you know, I, I am a big Xbox guy. I love them. They better knock 2024 out or 2023 out of the park, my dude. Mm-hmm. Like Starfield needs to be super fire. They Redfall, also, yeah, and Starfield need to really be hits. They've got to be. They need it. Starfield, you're my only hope. And then they really need an end of the year hit too to really balance it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in some regards, uh, the new fours will probably be that for them, but I think they need something like a little bigger than that too. We'll Hellblade, Hellblade two. Although that would I don't be know. cool. I think I the combined powers of those two. Would yeah, because solid. I don't know if Hellblade two is like. You know what I mean? It's not quite that level yet. People who know are excited about it, but the larger meta audience probably isn't that aware of Senua's sacrifice. You know what I mean? But uh, it has the potential to be, you know, it could, if it's, it's really good and it gets a lot of hype, it could be that jumping part point exactly. for the yeah. series, you know. And the hardcore fans of the system would be sated with something like that too, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, All right, buddy. Well... I think that does it for this week. Hell yeah. Done. Our game of the year is Elden Ring. No surprise. Yeah, man. We should have called this um, the give Elden Ring a hand job episode or something. Because we sure <laughs> did, man. Dry, <laughs> wet, all of them. Sloppy, clean. Man. I can't wait to play that game again. I'm just I, I'm just holding off. I'm trying yeah, to. Me. Like, I am too. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. It's just a matter of time. The DLC is what's going to get me back in. Mm-hmm. and it's not going to be a oh i should just play the dlc with my first character Mm-mm. it's mm-hmm. going to be a new character which new means people. i may never even get to the dlc who knows <laughs> who knows at this point my dude oh my god dropping shit off my computer desk well guys listen follow steve on twitter at stone cobra follow me at blue harvest pod follow the podcast at high potion pod send us an email like jonathan what's your game of the year do you agree or disagree with us on any of our uh, video game awards choices let us know highpotionpod at gmail.com and uh yeah we'll see you guys soon we got a god of war episode coming soon sometime i i just gotta beat it, it by the time you guys hear this steve is beating twice Ooh, i don't know about that Ooh. we'll see you guys bye ah!